Welcome back to the Lair Crypty Crew. The picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde was the story of a young man who sells his soul for eternal youth, cursing a painting of himself to bear the consequences of aging and sins upon its face. It's a fascinating novella and well worth a read. But Dorian Gray isn't the only one to own a cursed painting. Although, none of the ones I'll talk about today keep their owners ageless. At least, not that I know of. I don't think I'm alone in saying that every now and then, be it in a museum, a gallery, or when visiting someone's home, you stumble across a painting or a picture that just sets off your creepometer. The hair on the back of your neck raises, goosebumps race across your skin, and your stomach drops like you've just gone over the edge of that first hill on a roller coaster. You can't exactly ask if the artwork is cursed or haunted, so you make excuses to get as far away from it as you can and avoid ever going near it again. Well, in this episode, you won't have to ask. These paintings are either haunted, cursed, or both. So grab your salt, your iron, and whatever protective magic you've got, Crypty Crew. We're off to explore artwork that some claim has a life all its own. Welcome to another episode of Cryptically Yours Creepy Tales. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at crypticallyyours.com to become an official member of the Cryptic Crew and keep up to date on the latest news. You can also look for us on your favorite social media platform, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Check out our website for links and details. Now, I know we've all had that creepy feeling of eyes and paintings or photographs following us. But what if the person in the painting climbed out and wandered around? That seems to be the case of the portrait of Henrietta Nelson. It was painted in 1780 by William Johnson, and at first glance, it's nothing particularly extraordinary. An older woman sits, wearing a blue gown, and a wide-brimmed bonnet is perched on her gray hair. No skulls, no monsters lurking in the background. Just a typical nice picture that would undoubtedly be passed down from generation to generation, as these things usually are. Unless, of course, someone decides to ignore the dying wishes of the woman in the painting. Poor Henrietta died in April 1916 at the age of 82 after she fell down the stairs in her home. She left firm instructions that she didn't want to be buried in the churchyard in the family vault, but rather stay on the property. So, in accordance with their wishes, 
A mausoleum was built on the ground of her home, Yoxley Hall, in I Suffolk in the United Kingdom. All good, right? Mm-hmm. At least until new owners bought the property. And one of the first things they did was to demolish the mausoleum and move Henrietta to the churchyard. To my complete not-surprise, haunting activity started immediately. However, the owners themselves weren't too troubled because it seems that they not only got rid of Henrietta herself, but her portrait as well. For whatever reason, her spirit clings to the painting and follows it wherever it goes. Her expression in the painting has been said to change from happy to sad in a glance, and she's been spotted wandering the grounds of each owner, dressed in the same gown and bonnet as in the painting, except now her clothing and face is said to be paper white. Laura has it that she's trying to find her way home again so she can rest in peace once more. Also from the UK comes the story of the crying boy. It's a portrait of a toddler staring soulfully out of the painting, tears streaking his face. It was one of a series of paintings done by Bruno Amadio under the name Giovanni Bragolin in the 1950s. Now, I'm not one to yuck someone else's yum, cryptic crew. But I'll be honest, the idea of immortalizing a child in tears isn't my personal idea of a homey aesthetic, but these things sold like wildfire in the UK. Approximately 50,000 reproductions were bought. There's some contention about both the subject and the artist of the paintings, some claim the artist tormented children from an orphanage to make them cry, and that the orphanage burned down sometime later. Another, more popular theory is that the young boy in the most popular painting was a mute orphan whose parents died in a fire he'd accidentally started. The artist started painting the child, Don Benillo, but was warned to stay away by a priest. The priest claimed that wherever the kid went, fire started, and he'd even been nicknamed Diablo. I'm pretty sure that's a plot device in a lot of horror movies and books. A priest giving a warning, it gets ignored, and all hell breaks loose. It seems like this story is no exception. So, the artist, ignoring the priest as every good character in a horror movie does adopts the boy, and, some years later, both the art studio and the apartment they lived in burned to ashes. The artist accuses the boy of arson, the boy runs away, and later, as an adult, dies in a fiery car crash. And fire is very much the issue here, Crypty Crew. In 1985, the Sun ran an article about a house fire where the only thing to survive unscathed was a reproduction of the picture The Crying Boy. Creepy, right? Mm-hmm. The thing was, after the article ran, more stories came out. More people called and wrote to say that their homes had burned too, 
but the crying boy survived. One pizza parlor claimed that every other painting was destroyed with their restaurant, except for that one. One fire officer claimed to have logged 50 fires where the painting survived unharmed, and when presented with a copy of the crying boy at his retirement, refused to accept the gift. Other firefighters were said to refuse to have the painting in their homes as well. Well, Aedes Hysteria being what it was with the satanic panic and all, the son decided to host a bonfire party to get rid of the cursed things, and on Halloween 1985, hundreds of copies went up in smoke. But as long as copies still remain, the curse is said to live on. Some claim that the painting has killed more than a thousand people over the years, and every now and again, one reappears, usually with the story of bad luck, accident, but mostly fires. Enjoying the show? I'd love to hear from you. Drop a comment below or visit crypticlyors.com. Sign up for the newsletter and become an official member of the Cryptic Crew. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, be it your own experience or something you'd like us to look into, leave it in a comment either here or on the website. Who knows? Your idea might be our next creepy tale. Reviews would also be welcome at Podchaser, as well as your favorite podcast platform. These last two tales, Cryptic Crew, are going on to my personal What the heck did you expect to happen? list of podcast stories. Maybe I'll do a roundup at some point. Let me know what you think of that idea. Anyways, John Wayne Gacy, the killer clown as he became known in the media because of his second job performing as a clown at children's parties, was simply a vile sack of crap that looked human. A serial killer of teenage boys and young men, he killed at least 33 between 1972 and 1978, which landed him on death row for 14 years before dying by lethal injection. What's that got to do with cursed paintings? Well, while waiting, he picked up a paintbrush. He's said to have created over 2,000 paintings, which he then sold with the help of his lawyer and a collector. The most famous, or infamous, of his works is a self-portrait of him in his Pogo the Clown getup. Johnny Depp is rumored to have owned it and had to get rid of it after developing harlequinophobia, a fear of clowns, because of the painting. I wasn't able to determine if it was this exact painting but he absolutely did confirm owning a Gacy during an interview and having to get rid of it because it freaked him out. Nikki Stone purchased the painting for $3,000 in 2001. His dog died shortly after, and then his mother was diagnosed with cancer. Nikki never even hung the painting in his home before getting a friend to store it for him. Within a short time, the friend's neighbor died in a car crash. A third friend then agreed to take the painting, and they attempted suicide not long after. 
On a personal side note, with friends like these, who needs enemies? I mean, I value my friends, but if one of them asked me to store a haunted or cursed object, I'd definitely be reconsidering the relationship. Nikki then handed the painting over to a consignment art dealer who seemed to suffer no ill effects himself, but when people would ask to see the painting, they'd immediately demand it be covered back up. It seemed to disappear from common knowledge until Halloween 2022, when it sold for $12,800. And that, my cryptic crew, is how I discovered there's actually a niche of collections called murderabilia and of the dark auctions that are held to sell such things. The purchaser of Pogo the Clown chose to remain anonymous. And for the second entry on my What Did You Expect to Happen list and the last painting for this episode, we're back in the UK taking a look at the anguished man said to be one of the most haunted paintings in the world. Nobody knows how old the painting is or even who the artist was. Sean Robinson's grandmother kept it stored in her attic for over 25 years. She told her grandson that the artist who made it had mixed his own blood into the paint and died by suicide shortly after the painting was finished. Grandma also claimed to see a dark figure of a man, hear strange noises, crying, and screams of pain from the attic. And, like any good granny, she didn't seek out a priest or a witch or some sort of destruction to the painting. Instead, she willed it to her grandson, Sean, who takes the dang thing home with him, which, honestly, is bad enough. He stashed it in the basement and lives happily ever after. At least until the day he, when he gets a wild hair to hang the freaking thing up. Apparently, in his bedroom. Can you see why this is on my what-the-hell list? Yeah. So, guess what happens? Yep. A dark figure of a middle-aged man appeared at the end of his and his wife's bed. Cries, moaning, banging, shrieking. All things sure to lull you into a wonderful night of sleep, no doubt. The occupants of the house would feel dread, nausea, and dizziness. A strange mist would appear at the top of the stairs, right by the bedrooms. One early morning, Sean got out of bed and wandered down to the kitchen for a snack, only to hear his wife begin to scream. She claimed that the man from the painting tried to climb in bed with her. Now, I've seen images of this painting, Cryptic Brew, and by all means, you're free to Google it yourself. But of all the things to climb into the bed with you, it's no wonder this poor woman started to scream. Essentially, I'm not sure whether the figure is meant to be a burn victim 
or someone who's been flayed, but the face is two large holes where the eyes should be and just this gaping hole for a mouth. It is absolutely terrifying and creepy just to look at on the computer screen, let alone have it try and crawl into bed with you. Instead of moving and leaving the painting behind, or even just getting rid of it, Sean put it in the spare room and trained a camera on it. It caught the painting tipping over on its own and a small orb appearing to hover over it. Sean's son was pushed down the stairs by a pair of invisible hands. Now, it seems that the painting, or at least a copy of it, was listed on eBay at one point, but Sean claims to still have possession of it, that it's not for sale, and he has it firmly locked away. For the sake of his wife and son, I truly hope that's the case. What would you do if you inherited a cursed or haunted painting, Cryptic Crew? Keep it? Burn it? Tell the executor of the estate, thanks, but no thanks. You go ahead and keep it. Personally, it's a big no for me. Life's challenging enough most days. No need to add in cursed artwork to up the holy crap factor. And there aren't even Dorian Gray benefits. No eternal youth mentioned for any of the owners at all. I'm afraid that's all there is for this episode, Cryptic Crew. So, do you think tonight's creepy tale was fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? You can drop a comment below, head over to crypticlyyours.com, or hunt us down on your favorite social media platform. Return to the lair next week and discover what else we've dug up for you. This is Grace Stone, your host, reminding you to always keep it creepy, cryptids. <laughs>